Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome back to Inside Arsenal. It's Tuesday, it is match day. Finally, it feels like a long time since I've been able to say that. It has been a long time since I've been able to say that. But Arsenal back in action tonight, of course, at Nottingham Forest. I shall be there. I'll be making my way up to Nottingham in just a few hours' time for what's a really, really crucial game for Arsenal. On the back of that win, when they got themselves back to winning ways against Crystal Palace, they've had this little delay now. It's been about 10 days since that win. Need to back that up tonight, especially with that huge game against Liverpool looming large at the weekend. So we'll look at that game. We'll look at the latest team news. Look at what Mikel Arteta's had to say about the latest team news. We'll try and get my predicted 11 right, as always. <laughs> uh, probably won't, but I'll try. Uh, at the end of the video, got some questions and comments from you guys as well. So plenty to get stuck into ahead of tonight's game. But I wanted to start some comments by Mikel Arteta about Arsenal's hopes of getting any transfer deals done before the end of transfer deadline day, which is on Thursday. Um, and he's basically now ruled out the possibility, it appears. Um, look, we've been saying the whole way through the transfer window that this was the most likely outcome. All the messages we were getting from Arsenal was don't expect anything. We'll, we'll, if we're open. If something presents itself that we think we can do that is worth doing and that we want to do, then we'll try and do it. But if not, we're not going to panic. We're not going to just do something for the sake of it. Now, Mikel Arteta speaking to TNT Sports ahead of tonight's game appears to have basically admitted now that nothing is going to happen. No deals are going to happen. Um, he was asked about the January window and getting people in. He said it wasn't possible. Now we didn't have the capacity to improve the team in the way that we think we want to improve it. So we decided not to do something yet. We have one of the thinnest squads in the league, that's for sure. And when you talk about the numbers, especially in certain areas, we are really thin. So he admits they've got a, a thin squad. But I think the key things in this comment was where he says, now we didn't have the capacity to improve the team in the way that we think we want to improve it. So basically saying they didn't have the funds, they didn't have the money 
to be able to sign the players that they wanted to sign to improve the team. And so instead of just signing anyone and not spending, you know, and spending a bit of money on a player that they don't really want, but it's just there to fill out the numbers, they said, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to wait. And he said, we decided not to do something yet. And that basically means we'll wait until the summer when we are going to have the capacity to do, or at least certainly try and do what we want to do in the summer. And look, and I know it's frustrating. I know a lot of people go into transfer windows and they're desperate for new signings. I see the reaction on social media. And it's not just Arsenal. I was looking at um, some of the journalists I follow up in Newcastle, who cover Newcastle. And it's exactly the same things happen at Newcastle. And Eddie Howe basically admitted yesterday that nothing's going to happen. The message went out yesterday not to expect anything before the window because they just haven't got the money. They can't do it because of the... Um, profit and sustainability stuff and I'd looked at the reaction and you know it's like the end of the world to the Newcastle fans up there certainly the ones on social media and I kind of get it but also you don't just want to sign people for the sake of it and if you can't do what you want to do now then the last thing you want to do is just bring someone in and suddenly come the end of the season you think why did, did we really need him did we really want him not really and then that can stop you doing something you really want to do in the summer the key thing for Arsenal now is trying to get everyone fit you know, if everyone's fit, this is a decent squad. It's a big squad. Well, it's not a big squad, but it's a it's a decent squad in terms of numbers wise. But they just need to get everyone fit and ready, and that's the big question mark for Arsenal: whether they can do that over the second half of the season, and whether they can keep those players fit. Because a few of them, at least, we know, struggle to keep themselves fit um, if they're playing sort of week in, week out. So that's going to be really, really crucial for Arsenal now. Um, but I'm not overly surprised we've got to the end of the window and this has happened. A couple of things could still happen before deadline day in terms of players moving out. I think there'll be some loan deals done, certainly for some of the younger players. We'll wait and see if Cedric gets his move that um, he could potentially get between now and the end of the window. But other than that, I think it's going to be a pretty quiet one, which is going to be very opposite to what happened last January, which was very, very busy with all the Mudrick, Caicedo stuff and then Jorginho, Trossard and... Kivior ending late on. It was a very busy January and this has been completely the opposite. But let me know your thoughts on what Mikel Arteta's had to say there. Are you disappointed? Do you think it's a you know a wise decision in the end for Arsenal? Or do you think they should have just gone out and signed anyone um, and spent the sort of money that they don't really have to uh, to fill up the squad and boost them over the second half of the season? Let me know any of your thoughts in the, uh, in the comments below. Okay, let's talk about yesterday's press conference, which was quite an interesting one. I spoke in, this sh in my show yesterday about the information that I had about the whole Arteta-Barcelona rubbish, the the comments or the reports that he told his entourage that he was planning on leave at the end of the season, you know, and I, everything that I'd heard was it was absolutely rubbish and that I was told that, that Mikel's going to address it in the press conference. So it was really interesting to hear what he had to say. I went into it wondering just how strong he was going to be and he was very, very strong, there's no doubt about it. When he was asked if he was going to leave, he said, no, that's totally fake news. What you read yesterday, I don't know where it's coming from. It's totally untrue and I'm really upset about it. I could not believe it. I don't know where it's coming from. It's got no sources. It's got nothing. And I think we have to be very cautious when we talk about personal things, to put it in that way that they put it yesterday. He was then asked if he's got unfinished business at Arsenal. He says, I'm in the right place with the right people. I feel really good about it. And as I said many times, I'm immersed in a beautiful journey with this football club, these players, this staff and our people and I'm investing still a lot for them. So very, very firm from Mikel Arteta on those reports. I mean, they were so blatantly rubbish. I don't think, as I said yesterday, you didn't need me to come on here and tell you that that was just complete false, what was being said in that report over in Spain. It was so glaringly obvious it was, but Arteta certainly, you know, you can tell it really annoyed him. 
and I can understand it. I think if they if you get reports, you probably wouldn't even really mention it. If you get reports from you know papers and things like that saying oh he's on Barcelona's wish list, something like that, you know that's just give and take in this industry and this you know who he would expect that he would know that. But when you sort of actually go a little bit further and start sort of saying he said this and you know he's told his entourage that he's going to leave, that's the sort of thing. It would really annoy managers when they haven't done it. And he was asked, you know, why did that annoy you so much? And he said, well, it's playing with people's emotions. You know, he knows you've got the supporters of the club, there's players at the club who'll be reading that and thinking, hold on, what, what's all this about? And when it, so when you go that far, you know, you've got to be correct when you're writing a story about something like that. It was just, it was a real dangerous thing to do. And I'm not surprised Arteta came out and he was so, so, um, you know, stern on it. And he was... Asked a lot about his contract. We know his contract's up at the end of next season. He hasn't signed a new one yet. I don't. I'm not aware that um, you know something's absolutely imminent in that regard. I think when it when it happens, and I do think it will happen. I'll be surprised if he doesn't sign a new contract. But I think when it happens, it will just happen quite out of the blue. I remember it did last time when he signed his last extension. It was on the back of three straight defeats, wasn't it? And suddenly it was bam. He signed a new contract. It came out of nowhere. And I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens again. Um, he was asked about it. He said, look, there's a lot still to do here. We all share that ambition as you can, and you can feel it as well that we want more. We're not satisfied and the club wants to take another push and another level in everything that we're trying to do. This is where we are. Everybody's on board and trying to achieve it. And I'm certainly on board. He was asked about the contract. He said, I've got a strong relationship with the board of Edu, the team, the ownership. Things come in a natural way. and We've always done that in a way and it's been done really well. When the time is right, we'll have those discussions and I'll think about the best way to do that. Asked if he's had any discussions yet. He said, no, we haven't. But this is something that would happen naturally when it has to happen, if it has to happen. And that's it. And, um, you know, he's got, it's just unfinished business. Like like he said, it is unfinished business at Arsenal, I think. Because he hasn't got anywhere near what he wants to achieve yet. I mean, he hasn't, he, he's done a lot of good things, Mikel Arteta. Really good things in terms of how he's turned the club around. The mood of the place now, the atmosphere of the place, the ambitions of the place, targets of the club. It's all changed, really since he's come around or he certainly put it in a position where they can achieve those targets. Whereas before they, they were still probably the club's targets, but they just felt completely unreachable, but now they don't feel unreachable. I think that's the best thing he's done since he's arrived at the club, but you know, he's still not won anything. And apart from the FA cup, of course, but it, you know, he wants to do more than that. And he wants to walk away from this club, having done more than that. And he wants to win a major trophy. And when I say that, I mean the league or the, or the champions league, and he's not achieved that yet. And he would desperately want to achieve that yet. And until he does, I think he's going to feel like he's got unfinished business at this club. He's not going to stay forever. He's not going to be an Arsene Wenger. He's going to move on. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think you want Arsene Wenger type managers at the club anymore. He's stayed for two decades. It needs to be freshened up a little bit at times. I don't think we're at that point yet with Mikel Arteta by any means. Um, and I'm, I do think he will sign a new contract. And I think it'll be the right thing to sign a new contract. And I know a lot of people, believe me, I read the comments, who will think that he would, should go now. but. I just feel if he were to go now, well, I, I just don't, it's just complete. We're, we're not even close to him finishing the story. <laughs> Sounds like Cody Rose uh, yet at Arsenal because he's not achieved what he wants to achieve and or needs to achieve. And, you know, I think he's put the club close to doing that. And I don't think it's, I don't think Arsenal, I think when, when it's time for Arteta to go is when it feels like you're not, you're not going to do what you want to achieve. And I'm not, I'm certainly don't think Arsenal are in that position yet. I still think they're, it's very, very achievable. Um, but they just need a little extra push. And we'll see if he's a man to do it or not. But let me know your thoughts in the comments below. I know there's plenty of you who hope he 
does leave. I don't understand that really, but each to your own. Everyone's got their own opinions, of course, but uh, I know there's plenty who'll be very happy that he's sticking around as well. So let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. All right, looking ahead to tonight's game then. Latest injuries. Mikel confirming yesterday there's no Thomas Party. He says he's not in the squad. It is what it is. You want everybody available when he's a top player for us. Really important, but, avail- but at the moment he is not fit. Um, he says that Arsenal got some late decisions to make on Declan Rice. He said he's one of those players. He's done some work and missed some work as well. Hopefully he's going to be OK on Gabriel. He said that's another one. He then asked if Thomas Party is going to be involved against Liverpool at the weekend. He said, we will see. We'll see how it evolves and if that's too short or that's OK at this point. And I think we're all kind of hoping that Thomas Party might be OK for this one. Um, hopefully this is just them being careful and there hasn't been any sort of setback. We, of course, saw him training last week. We saw him training at the weekend at the Emirates. So you'd hope this is Arsenal just thinking, you know what, he still needs a few more sessions before we throw him into a match and there hasn't been any sort of setback. But we shall see on that. Declan Rice and Gabriel, I still think both of those are going to play. They're in my predicted 11, put it that way. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I was looking at the um, photos yesterday and it just, just makes me laugh how any sort of player who's remotely mentioned as an injury doubt is just nowhere near those photos. No Zinchenko, I didn't see him in any of the photos yesterday, but I still expect him to start as well so yeah that's the latest team news ahead of tonight's game so this is the predicted 11 i have gone for i've gone with david ryer in goal of course my back four i'm going white saliba gabriel zinchenko and i think rice will play i'll be surprised if he doesn't so i'm going rice in the six odegaard and havertz and then saka trossard and jesus so i'm going trossard over martinelli on the left i think he probably just about keeps his place after scoring last weekend well not last weekend scoring against crystal palace after starting that game wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed to see Martinelli play, um, given he came on and scored two goals, of course. But I think he'll probably keep his place on the bench and Trossard will be there. I'd love to see, you know, Emil Smith-Rowe play. Obviously, you know that. You hear me say it each time, but I still think he'll probably go where Havertz and Rice. Um, you know, there's a shout maybe to play Jorginho and Rice together. I think they'll probably do that against Liverpool if Thomas Partey's not fit. But I think for this one, you go with the added sort of uh, forward thinking um, or goal threat of Kai Havertz alongside Martin Odegaard in that role. So, yeah, that's the team I'm going for. Of course, that's just my predicted 11. It's not exactly, not necessarily the team that I would want or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you might agree. If not, then let me know in the comments below. And also, 
I, if you, I'm going to obviously be at the city ground tonight. I don't know if I'll be able to do a video after the game because it's going to be pretty late and it depends what's going on with the press conference. But please do after the game for your views on the map, whatever you, you know, hopefully it's a win. But, you know, whatever the result, come back on here to this video, leave a comment below to get included in tomorrow's show in terms of what you thought of the game, the performance, who was the standout player, who disappointed, anything like that, anything you want to talk about in terms of react to the game, come back to this video, reply in the comment section. And then when I do tomorrow's sort of in-depth show reacting to the game, then I'll include some of those in the show. Here's some people who have got in touch. One from Brian here says, hey, Charles, we're looking at the training photos over the last few days and there's no sign of Rice or Gabriel in them. I'm happy enough with Kivior for Gabriel, but a midfielder, Jorginho, Havertz, Odegaard is a bit of a worry. I'd also keep Trossard or Martinelli. Um, I'd also keep Trossard and Martinelli, keep Martinelli fresh for Liverpool. Okay, I really think Saka will step up tonight. Looking ahead to the weekend, it looks like Robertson will be fit. Uh, I think that suits Saka better with Gomez being right-footed on the left. He was stopping Saka from getting inside, whereas Robertson is natural and will go forward. He might might well be able to get in behind him and get some joy. Yeah, interestingly, if he throws Robertson in that game, having just sort of come, worked his way back to full fitness after such a long time out. Again, just mentioning the training photos there, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that because we know what Mikel Arteta does. We know how hot he is on it. The, you know, he makes sure that before those photos go online that anyone is an injury doubt they do not go in those photos at all he doesn't want to give any clues away so i wouldn't read too much into that but like you said i imagine if if gabriel is out then it will definitely be kivior coming in for him and then it'll be if rice is out it'll be Jorginho. um will come in for him i can't really see any other way especially with thomas party clearly not ready yet uh Tetonomics says, hey, Charles, after your latest video, I stumbled across a, across a Brian and Clough documentary, courtesy of the algorithm. What's your perspective on him as a manager? And do you think there's space for such a unique characters in today's game? Additionally, how do you reckon his man management skills would translate to the current football scene? I don't think they would translate to the current football scene. It's as simple as that. Look, I, I came around or I started really getting into football right at the end of Brian Clough. You know, I wasn't around for his the glory days of what he did, the amazing story of what he would do with Nottingham Forest, the European Cups and all that, and bringing them up from the second division, winning the title in the in the first division. So I, I kind of missed all that. And when I started really getting into football, you know, it was the end of Clough. It was when he was, you know, he, he took he took Forest down, he got relegated and, and he ultimately left. So I sort of missed the glory days. But of course, I'm well aware and have, you know, watched videos and done all that. You know, I'm very aware of what Brian Clough did and the, the amazing stuff he did. But the way he did it, and his man management, I just would it wouldn't cut it in today's modern football. Players are too too protected, I would say. You know, Brian Clough would hit players at times, and and uh, you know, it, it just that the way he motivated him, it was just a different era, and it just don't I just don't see that happening in, in this era. It, it caused too many arguments. Players would go to their agents, the agents would get involved, clubs would get involved. You know, it's just it just wouldn't happen. You kind of look at Jose Mourinho at the time, and Jose, Jose was no Brian Clough, but you look at what made Jose great even 20 years ago when he first burst onto the scene. He can't really do that now. Um, and it's no surprise that Jose's career, I think, has sort of gone that way uh, the longer he's been in the game because what he did at the start, which made him so great, I'm not sure that you can really do that now and you have to change your managerial ways. And what Brian Clough was doing in the 70s and 80s, you could definitely not do that now. But... Um, is there space for unique characters in today's game? I think there probably is. I'm not sure right at the very top level. I still, you go down to the, some of the lower leagues, there's still some of your 
those sort of characters, not quite so extreme as Brian Clough, but you know, you think of your Neil Warnocks and even your Steve Evans is playing managers like that who have that sort of character and that sort of personality. But um, I think at the very, very top level, with as protected as players are and as carefully managed as players are, I just don't think you really can anymore. Uh, here's one from Laura Freak says, Hey, Charles, not quite a footballing question. You, you've been to Colney for some time. Has a lot changed there during the Arteta reign? Yeah, massively. It's a completely different place. If you read my book, you'll uh, find out a lot about that, actually. Um, but yeah, it's a completely different place. You know, he, he, when he walked in there, he was really shocked at how Colney felt and how empty it felt and how the walls were bare and things like that. And he's worked really, really hard to bring back a sort of um, just an, an atmosphere around the place. You know, he's, he's put things on the walls. He's been determined to, you know, bring put quotes of Arsene Wenger everywhere, pictures of Arsene Wenger, pictures of former players, all those sort of things. He's just really tried to make the place feel much more like Arsenal. When he, when he arrived there, he was really surprised at how, even from his day, it had changed and become a little bit sort of bare and soulless. And he worked a long way. He worked really hard to, to try and change that. So, um, it's very, very noticeable how much it's changed. Even just little things as the players walk out onto the training pitches, the sort of the things he's had painted on the on the pathways just before they step onto the training pitch, just little messages about train to win and things like that. It's all you know, small things, but things that he, he thinks anyway has have made a big difference. And it is very noticeably a very different place. Um, and he's had a big part to play in that. So yes, in answer to your question. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for your time. As always, do enjoy the game tonight, wherever you're watching or listening to it. Like I said, if you want to give your reaction, you want to be part of tomorrow's show, come back to this show after the full-time whistle. Leave your comment below in terms of what you saw, what you're happy with, what you're unhappy with, best player, worst player, whatever you want to say. And I'll pull some of them together and get them included in tomorrow's show. Until then, have a very good Tuesday, everyone. Be back tomorrow. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. 